Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time and your host of Buy the Books. I'm here with Jeffrey Gonzalez, my payroll guru. How are you? I am great, Lindsay. How are you doing today? Doing good. Good. We kind of teased this episode last time we got together. We did. About partnerships. It is, yeah. An exciting topic. We're just going to put this disclaimer out in the beginning. We're not coming to the listeners and viewers as experts on this topic. We're coming at this as people that are in the process of doing this right now. Mm-hmm. And as we're weeding through this and figuring it out, a lot of what w- the discussions we're having, we think will be helpful to other people that either are in a partnership or thinking about getting in a partnership or maybe later one day we'll be getting in a partnership. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of issues that we didn't even realize how many issues, things that weren't even on our radar. And I feel like both of us are pretty smart. We've seen a lot, either been in partnerships that didn't end so well or have seen ones that didn't end so well. Yeah. So we were coming into this not just completely green and still our mind has been blown at all the things that we didn't think about. Well, exactly. Um, and we have both had companies with these partnerships and have made partnership agreements and have gone through the whole operating agreement and all of that. And I would say 50% of these questions that we reviewed together, I've never even thought of before. So um, it's very important. Um, And it's also important to do this with absolutely everyone. Right. Because a lot of people like to open businesses with their best friends or their family or their siblings. And, um, you know, verbal or handshake deals are always they leave a lot of room for disagreement. Yes. And I would say that's where a lot of the issues come in with partnerships is that expectations were not laid out from Mm. the beginning that that goals were not aligned in the beginning. Yeah. You and I talked to someone fairly recently who had gotten into a partnership and he was of the mindset that all the money they made would be invested back into the business. Mm -hmm. Whereas his partner was of the mindset that the money they made would be going to them to live off of. So complete different expectation of how things were going to operate. Yeah. And that could have been cleared up very easily had they had a conversation about that at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And and that's something that you um, need to review. And there's a lot of things to review. And not only is it important to have that conversation, but it's even more important to write it down. Yes. And then another thing I've learned from personal experience, core values Mm. need to be aligned. I have realized how big that is yeah um and where that's really come into play for me is and i think i've talked about this before on the podcast yeah in fact we had an episode about keeping commitments (laughs) yes we did okay so that's big for me Mm -hmm. if i make a commitment come hell or high water i'm keeping that commitment yeah um there is no i got a better offer or something came up 
fact, I had this happen to me yesterday. <laughs> Guy canceled on me five minutes before. I'm like, really, dude? Like, that just aggravates me to no end. Like, yeah. you want to get on my bad side really fast? Break your commitment with me. And break it at the last minute, right? With no warning. That, right? So... Where this really becomes problematic, especially in a partnership, is now that I have this business and my name is attached to it, my reputation is attached to it, if the business is doing something that does not align with my core values, now all of a sudden I have an issue, right? Because my core value is being broken. Yeah. And it probably has nothing to do with me, but this is not just my baby, right? Yep. And so this is where I've learned when our core values are not aligned, we come into some issues. Yeah. So I would say that's the first thing is be careful who you get into a partnership with. Yeah. And make sure those core values are aligned so that you don't get yourself in a position where you feel like you're... You're not being true to yourself. Well, and you shouldn't have to compromise your core value. And when you when you say core value, just so we're clear, I, I think, you know, you're talking about honesty, yes. right? Undying honesty. Yes. Um, we're talking about keeping commitments, which is, you know, also what goes into honesty, but also goes into respect. Um, and, you know, obviously that it, it all plays a part in the grand picture of how you are going to conduct business. Right. And if you if you are always trying to be on the up and up and always trying to, you know, keep all of your commitments and make sure that you're doing everything the way you're supposed to. And you get into a partnership with somebody who does not share those same views. I mean, that's going to immediately start clashing. Yes. I mean, it, it will not take long before that first situation comes up where it's like, well, what we could do is. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're sitting there realizing that you've just chained yourself to somebody who is doing that in that situation. And oh, by the way, like it's also going to be something that you need to consider because if they're willing to do that there in that moment, like what's to stop them from doing that to you too? Correct. So it's it's very important to make sure. Like the, you're, you're legally bound to somebody. Yes. And that's something that you've repeated several times as we go through this process. Yes. Like you are legally, ba- yes. this is like marriage. This is business right. marriage, right. right? And you can get a divorce, but it's going to be messy every single time. Um, and you got to take that seriously. Yeah. No, I, and that's one thing I don't think a lot of people think about. Even if there is nothing formally written down, mm-hmm. you are as legally bound to your business partner as you are a husband or wife, yeah. a spouse. Yeah. And people don't think about that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't think about that because there's sometimes nothing formally there's no license to go get usually mm. you know you don't have to go get a license to form a partnership that's fair yeah right so you can just start doing business together and you have a, you, yeah. you're a general partnership yeah so just because you have nothing formally written doesn't mean anything you mm-hmm. have a business together right yeah. you are now legally bound you now have legal obligations and your partner can legally bind you to debt by the way yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, and you are obligated (laughs) to that debt. Right. And and it's not just debt. Like, they can legally bind you to anything, right, in the name of the company, which you are now responsible for. So that's very, 
important to keep an eye on. So, and here's one thing that you and I are going to have to navigate, um, which I, I wouldn't necessarily say that you have to be completely aligned on this, but risk tolerance, right? Well, yeah, you need we to be aligned We just have to somewhat. know, well... Yeah. Yes and no, because I, I would say you and I probably don't have the same risk tolerance. Mm, okay, that's fair. Is that fair? Possibly. I am very much a jump in and figure it out later. <laughs> like, I don't even need to research a lot of things. I'm going to jump in and figure it out as I go, right? And I just have that mentality. Okay, yeah, It doesn't scare me. If, if, if it fails, it fails. Whatever. We learn from it. We move on, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't scare me. I have very high risk tolerance, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. So, like, higher than pretty much anyone I know. And I will stop. (laughs) And I will stop. And not to say that I haven't jumped into things. Like, I do all the time. But you're right. I will stop. And I'm like, okay, wait. I need, like, give me a week. I need to think about this, right? (laughs) Um, And not always. But that's also important because, like, to your point, like, it's important for, it'll be important for us to navigate that because you may want to jump into something and I may say, hey, I need a minute. And so we never want to get into a situation where I feel like you're just going too fast and you yeah. feel like you're pulling me along, right? <laughs> right. Um, but also, like, just because you have a difference, right? So, like, that, that is something that we need to be, you know, keep on top of mind. But, ju- but that's not always a bad thing, right? Like, I have, um, I sometimes suffer from analysis paralysis, right? Where I'll just overanalyze things to death until, like... What's the point now? Right? You know what I mean? Like, I've been overanalyzing this for six months. Like, come on. Um, and, and so that's not a bad thing to have somebody else with me that's like, okay, bro, like, let's just roll. What are you doing here? How long are you going to read the same spreadsheet? Right? Um, and on your side, it could be helpful for you, too, to have yes. somebody go, yeah. wait, let's, let's, let's look at the data first. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a pro yeah. cons list. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but so it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, you got to make sure that like, okay, we may not see eye to eye on how quickly we're willing to jump into things, but we do see eye to eye on, you know, communication. We communicate very well together, right? That's like huge. we, we have a huge, we, we just have no problem talking to each other about things. Um, and, and especially in business, like, we can be very honest with each other. Like, hey, this isn't working or this is working. And that's fine. And it's important to be able to have that conversation and not feel like you're going to step on their toes yeah. and offend them all the time. Right. Because we've been in those situations yes. where we're working with people that, like, you feel like if you tell them they're not doing it right, they're just going to, like, lose it. Well, right? And, and not even, like, you're not doing it right. And yeah. I have been in a partnership situation like this where... If I treaded anywhere close to anything that might, they might take personally as a criticism of what they're doing, it got really tense. Yeah. And that was a tough situation because mm-hmm. I, you know, I basically had to pick my battles, first of all. And the ones that I did choose to, hey, we need to talk about this. I knew it was always going to be a tough conversation. Yeah. So communication is huge. And I would say even talking about communication at the forefront would be important. Yeah. How are we going to communicate? What are we going to do whenever there's an issue we're not liking or not liking the direction things are going? Yeah. May not necessarily be, oh, you're doing this wrong. It may just be, hey, this is... this. We're going a little off course here. How do we get us back on course? Yeah. Something like that. And then the goal, 
is another thing mm-hmm. that's important to remember, right? Yes. Because yes. I may have this goal that I want to create this giant empire that's across the country or whatever. And what you're looking for is something that you can pass on to your family, right? Like you, you don't have that same goal. And that's going to be important. That doesn't mean that you don't want to develop that relationship, but you need to have a plan in place. Like there's going to be a point where I want to do X, Y, Z, and you're going to want to stay here and that's fine. Right. How do we split that? Right. Right. Or do we even split it? And do, I mean, but make sure you've had that conversation. Like I'm going to continue continue doing this and I'm going to continue going you can come with me or not but if you have that open conversation nobody feels slighted right right um so communication is 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 huge um, I would say whether you're starting a partnership or going into business for yourself and we've talked about this on the podcast before have the end in mind Mm, yeah in fact there was an episode I did recently secession planning with Benjamin Gerald where he talks about that have the end in mind what is your end game yeah if you know that from the beginning, then there's no surprises. And it might change, not to say that you yeah. can't change your mind at some point, yeah. but at least at the forefront, if you know the direction that you're headed, then you can basically do business with that end game in mind the entire time. And it helps you to focus yes. on what really matters. I was actually just reading a thing about how... Um, how it it was an article about successful business people and how they look at how they spend money and how they spend their time. And it was very interesting because it was talking about, I think the example was specifically Elon Musk for this part, how like, you know, especially in the beginning, like he would haggle with you about spending $2,000 for a part. That is hilarious. Did you read the same one? No. Oh, okay. He would haggle about um, how uh, spending $2,000 on this part, but would have no problem hiring a private jet for $40,000 to ship something across the country because he needed it that day, right? Because his goal was that every day that I'm not running at full production, I can generate $10 million a day is what it said. Mm. And so every day that I'm not running at full production is a, is $10 million that I'm losing. Ah. So how do I get to full production as soon as possible? I can wait on this part and I need that $2,000 for this part over here that I'm going to have to ship in for $40,000 on a private jet. Interesting. Right? But that $40,000 part or that $40,000 transport that he was waiting on was going to get him to that $10 million a day sooner, right? And so that's the goal, keeping a, a broad look on things. Um, and and so it's super important to know because you can just get caught in the weeds. Yes. All of a sudden, you're trying to accomplish great things and you haven't even finished your QuickBooks update, right? <laughs> I mean, that happens. It's so easy to get stuck in the weeds when clearly yep. you should just outsource and it to yes. supply. If anybody but... <laughs> wants to outsource their bookkeeping, by the way, I'm happy to help with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so it's important to remember the goals. So, yeah. So should we go through this list a little bit? The... I think we should. So yeah. we talked to an attorney. Mm-hmm. We got this for free. This guy is awesome. We talked about that in one of our other we episodes. We did, actually. Getting customers. Yes. That was the episode. And we yeah. talked about this attorney specifically because yes. we're going to use him. Yeah. And I'm probably going to use him for other things, too. And I'm sure you will, too, because of how much of a resource is. So this yes. is a testament to how important it is to be helpful to people. Yes. Yeah. And this is literally 30 questions long. I'm looking at it, yeah. which we probably won't have time to get through all these, but we can get through some of them at least. Yeah. It's got some really good things to think about and talk about. You know, there's the usual stuff like coming up with your name and your address and who's going to be your agent and all that, right? Yeah. The logistics of it. Yeah. 
But then you've got to decide how are you going to be taxed. Um, you're going to have to decide your obviously your ownership percentages. Mm-hmm. And the ownership percentages may not necessarily be the voting percentages, yeah, exactly. which was interesting. Yeah. Right? So can you think of a situation where you would want a different ownership percentage than voting percentage? Absolutely. I have a situation like that right now where I'm doing a small business with somebody who is um, doing e-commerce, right? And so for me, I have half of the ownership, but I very much want to be out of it. I I don't want to be a part of the day-to-day. I know nothing about that side of the world, Um, but it it was a good investment for me and has proved to be a good investment for me. Um, But so that's one of those situations where like he has the ability to make these decisions Ah. and just run with it because I don't want to hold up business and I don't really have anything good to input anyway because I don't even know the business, Ah, right? But so that would be one of those situations where like I'm, I'm a silent partner. I just collect my check at the end of the month. (laughs) So you have your ownership percentage, which gives you basically entitlement to a portion of the profits. Yeah. But you have zero voting rights. Not zero, but like very, you know, like it's structured in a way that like he can move. So he can can do what he needs to do. And then there are thresholds, though, and we'll get to those questions here in a minute. There are thresholds where the decision, if the decision is going to incur me debt, Ah. right? Because that's a discussion that we have to have. Ah. Or if he's going to spend more than $3,000 on any individual thing, right? Like, that's something that we just need to have a quick conversation about. Um, And then So there's basically an asterisk. Like, you can move and make daily decisions, but if you're going to accrue debt or spend over this threshold, then we have to have a conversation and vote on it. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. And, And really, that gives him the freedom to do what he does best and gives me the freedom to do what I do best, which is just cash check. So... Uh, <laughs> love it yeah so um but so yeah that would be a situation okay so then it talks about well actually we just talked about this number 15 if you'd like to limit the amount of debt that that, that managers or off officers can occur incur without consent so yeah. that's exactly what you were just talking about yeah. so being very clear about that in the beginning um and then here again limiting the amount that managers or members can pull out of the account yeah. or spend. So it's good to have those expectations set up front. Yeah. Um, then we have, let me know if you'd like to require the unanimous consent of members for any of the following actions. And then we got a list. Okay. Yeah. So this is basically, does every partner have to agree for these actions to liquidate or wind up the company To amend or modify the company agreement or the certificate of formation to designate a a new member. And that's a good one because this is basically bringing in a new partner, Mm -hmm. a new person that you're legally bound to, right? Basically a new spouse. You want to see it that way. Yeah. Um, To hire any employee of the company. So that's more of an operational decision there. Um, To admit... Any new member to the company. No, wait. Well, so manager versus member is two different things, right? So a manager can make decisions on behalf of the company. Okay. I read it wrong. Yeah. Well, no, but it's still still important. It's split into two because those are two very different roles. Okay. But you have to consider them both separately. So you might allow 
a member to designate a manager, but not necessarily bring in a new partner, a.k.a. Yeah. member, which yeah. is what they're called with LLCs. Yes. Or offer any securities or membership interest to third parties. So that brought up a lot of discussion. It did. And there might be some of these that you say, no, it does not have to be unanimous. Yeah. There might be some of these you say just a simple majority. Mm -hmm. Or there might be some of these you might say, we don't need to vote on it at all. I mean, if you're a restaurant, you're probably not going to want to get everybody together to have a unanimous decision on hiring a new employee every right, time. Right, right, right. That doesn't make sense. But you're probably going to want to have a unanimous decision before you bring on somebody who is legally allowed to sign on behalf of your company. Right. Right? Right. That's a very good idea. So um, it's really going to be depending on your individual situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. So each of these really can be handled separately and probably are going to be different from the others. Mm -hmm. And you may start off by recording requiring votes for every single one. And as you evolve, you'll change that, which, again, we talked about who needs to vote on changes of this of current operating, right? right? Is that everybody or is that just one person? So there's a lot of ways to slice and dice this. And it's important to get that granular. Right. Yeah. At the beginning. At the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So, and on that point, which we should have said from the beginning, have a partnership agreement in writing yes. signed by all the partners. I will never forget getting a client, an attorney, a group of attorneys, attorneys, mm -hmm. attorneys, attorneys, that did not have a current partnership agreement, attorneys, five of them. <laughs> like, how does a group of attorneys in partnership business together yeah. not have a current partnership agreement. Yeah, so nobody is exempt from this, right? No. Like that just goes to show you no. that um, it's not everybody practices what they preach. However, um, I have also seen, seen similar situations, maybe the same one, and it doesn't always work out. Correct. So, and if there's nothing in writing, then... What, what now? Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's a lot of confusion that goes into how do you dissolve it now because nothing's in nothing's writing. Nothing's in writing. So if we're <laughs> going to dissolve this, how does that work? Which yeah. is actually, that's coming up, like those questions. So Which question is that one? Um, there is one. Let I me see. see. 23. Will the termination of employment? No, that's employment. So that's, but that's a good question too. Will the termination of employment by the company of a member or upon a member's retirement, resignation, or quitting of his or her employment with the company be an event triggering the company or remaining member's right to purchase the terminating member's interest in the company? That's a very wordy way to say yep. if one of the partners decides, I'm out, whether that be because they're retiring, they just want to quit, Anyways, they're done. Yep whatever then the question is does that trigger the other partner's right to purchase that member's interest in the company yeah because you and i go into partnership together yeah. obviously we're you know assuming that we're gonna divide the work pretty much equally mm -hmm. it'll never be 100 percent or 50 50 yeah. but um if one of us decides, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. What happens? Now the yeah. remaining partner has a lot more work on their shoulders, right? Yeah. So is it fair for me to say, Jeffrey, I'm just not feeling it anymore. 
I, I just don't want to do this. So here you go. Have fun. But I'm still going to keep my my percentage. Yeah, I'm still going to collect my check, <laughs> yes. you know. But and, and and that can play out in a lot of different ways because, you know, we we both are actually in a situation where we both have other sources of income, right? Right. So if we do a partnership together, that's not our only source of income. Right. However, if you're in a situation where that is your only source of income and your partner who has other money coming in says, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to focus on this. I don't have time for this anymore." Right. That's your livelihood. Right. right. So at what point do you have something in place to say, okay, that's fair. However, right. I need to be compensated appropriately or I need to free up some of these funds so I can now hire somebody to fill in where you right. are, are leaving, right? Right. Um, and so, but again, how, wh- how easy is that conversation to have in five years? Yes. When nothing has been talked about right Right. when even if you haven't even talked about it at all right and all of a sudden you're having to have this conversation because they have probably no reason to um to to do that to make that change to allow you to buy them out right well because potentially it could be a good reason i mean maybe something catastrophic happens maybe you have a family emergency or which is this one right so exactly so this next question right under certain events like bankruptcy, disability, and death, Mm. the company and or the members have the right to purchase a member's interest for the purchase price. And so these are in parentheses. So he explains, like, usually use market value as determined by an agreement between the purchaser or seller, or if the agreement can't be reached. So if you can't say, hey, we agree that it's worth $100,000, then you bring in a third-party appraiser. Right. Um, so so if, basically you spell out how we're going to evaluate the company. Yeah, exactly. All the way yeah. down to how we're going to value it. Yes. So what this says is, is that basically you can set it up to where we have first right to come up with that example. Right. So if you say, hey, it's worth 100,000. Cool. I'll buy out your half. Here's your 50,000. And now I own the whole company. But if we can't agree on that for whatever reason. Then, okay, then we have a clause in here that says, all right, well, now we're going to bring in a third-party appraiser who's now going to tell us what it's worth. And we have to agree on whatever that appraiser says. Right. And so after all of that, then even in this agreement, it it, it gives us the option to um, allow a promissory. So basically to finance that purchase price. Um, by if the seller, we to. if you want to, right. right? And and you can and, and and I love this, and and we did do this where we are specifically going in and saying how that note would be written out, right? And so the example that it says is is that the amount paid at closing. So here's an example: would be thirty percent. So if it's a hundred thousand dollars, here's your thirty thousand um, dollars, and then I'm going to finance the other seventy percent. So I'm financing seventy percent for what term? Five years is the example that it gives. And at what interest rate? You can say, hey, today we're going to say it's going to be at 5% interest, or are we going to go based off of whatever the prime rate is at that time? Right. But, I mean, all everything is listed out. Right. So if all and of a sudden... the reason why this would be important, because let's say, again, you and I go into business together, one of us either retires, quits, gets disabled. They even have in here, if one of us gets a conviction, right? <laughs> we're, we're in jail, yeah. right? Yeah. If we're in jail... Any of these circumstances happen where we're not able to perform the duties that we were performing in the company, that we can put in the agreement triggers this event where the remaining partner or partners can purchase your interest in the company. But as you're saying, 
that doesn't necessarily have to be paid all at once with one lump sum. Yeah. Ideally, your company is worth a lot, right? That's the goal. Yeah. Right? So if your company is worth five or $10 million, now all of a sudden, I owe you $5 million for your share in the company. Well, just because it's worth that doesn't mean we have that sitting in the bank. So now what? Now what? Now right. what? And yeah. that's where it's important to have those terms laid out yeah. in terms of is it okay to have a promissory note where it's paid out over mm-hmm. time? And what are those terms? Yeah. Because if that's all discussed in writing, there's no, there shouldn't be any bickering when this event occurs. Yeah. Like, sorry, Jeffrey, you're in jail now. Yeah. So. Now what? <laughs> I, I'm not able to perform my duties <laughs> right. and my half of the work and you still have to keep going. Right. Um, so it's very important to have this stuff written down and, and hashed out while everybody's heads are cooled and level headed. Right. There's right. no nobody's upset. Nobody's right. too excited. Like everybody is just making these business decisions. And the best time to do it is at the beginning. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. There are so many more of these to touch on. But there is a lot. I don't, <laughs> I don't want this to become overwhelming, but I would say in a nutshell, this is talk about every worst case scenario you possibly can yeah right yeah like what is the worst case scenario that could happen here and how are we going to navigate this if this were to occur yeah yeah what are our next steps how are we going to handle this and have it written down and be as specific as Mm -hmm. you can because that's one of the things that i found very interesting is that it's not just hey we're going to dissolve the company if you're in jail it's like if you're in jail and, and you can even specify, like, what kind of crime it was, right? Yes, like, you can right. be very specific if you want. Here's what's going to happen. So should you be convicted and you're going to be in jail for X amount of time or longer, then this is where this step comes into play and this is how it's going to roll out. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, to me, there's... Can you get too specific? I, I mean... I, I don't I, think you can in this case. Y- you really should be aiming to be as specific as possible. But don't be so specific that you forget everything else. Like, be very specific on everything as much as possible. I will say this. Just us forming this partnership, I have learned a ton. Yeah. I mean... I- yeah. I you know, I am in business. I've yeah. been in business a while. I've done partnerships before. So, like I said, I feel pretty versed. I'm not coming in this completely green, but this exercise, and it's probably because I'm hanging with you now. You're the researcher, right? <laughs> like, this is probably more research I've put into any business formation in my life. So, so you're rubbing off on me already. It, but it's been mind-blowing because you and I both in our individual businesses, like, we work with other business owners, right? Mm-hmm. And because of what we do, it's not uncommon, not necessarily required, but not uncommon for us to see all of their agreements, right? All of their operating agreements, yeah. partnership agreements. Like, sometimes I just get it. And, um, and so despite seeing all of that stuff for a long time, yeah. even still, I'm looking at this stuff going, wow, I've never even thought about that. What is a Texas shotgun? Right. right? Google that. It's hilarious, by the way. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's, it's a provision on a company agreement. But like, who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> well, and I would say this too. The reason I think that I'm kind of putting the brakes on more than normal, I normally would, because as I discussed, I'm normally jump in head first and I'll figure it out. 
the reason why I've put more brakes on this, not only because I'm hanging with you, but also because this is a big project. Yeah. Like this is, correct me if I'm wrong, this project you and I are working on, when all the phases come to complete fruition, assuming they do, maybe we go into infant. What's the word? Infamy? <laughs> um, Infamy, yeah. Um, this could be a multi-billion dollar company. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that requires a little bit of a break, I think, to, to pause and make sure that this is set up in the best possible way at the beginning. Yeah. Because uh, this is definitely the biggest project I've ever worked on. I would say this is, this is uh, on anybody's scale, a pretty large project. Yes. I mean, even, even people who do this. Right. This is, this is a big undertaking. Right. So it's important to right. have everything right. Right. So, and in fact, on that note, if there's anyone in our listeners, our viewers, that might be interested in investing... When we finally get our pitch deck ready, yeah. we're going to be looking for some investors. We are. So. We are. <laughs> and, and by this episode, I think they know enough about us as people and the way we do business. Yes. Yeah. So um, definitely. So stay, stay tuned for that. So yeah. if you want to invest in me and Jeffrey, <laughs> there, you go. Yeah. there will be opportunity for it. <laughs> So on that note, how can people reach you, Jeffrey? Yeah, so they people can reach me either on LinkedIn at Jeffrey Gonzalez. By the way, um, did you ever update your LinkedIn profile picture? I have not. Oh my <laughs> goodness. What is it going to take to get you? I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to put something up there. Actually, you took a really good picture of me the other day. Okay. And, so and I need, I'm just going to throw that one up there for now. Um, and then I'm going to go get a professional one done. So thank you for the another yeah. reminder. I was going to say, because for our pitch deck, please tell me we're going to leave. Oh, I'm going to have, yeah. I, some I gotta legit get pictures of you. Legit pictures. We're not going to throw up your LinkedIn no. profile. Picture. No, I'm gonna you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do full tuxedo, um, and have those pictures taken. I mean, I'm just gonna go to the nines. So okay. be ready. Be ready. Okay. So we'll do that. I look forward to this. <laughs> but you anyway, can find me on LinkedIn. Um, the one with Jeffrey the worst Gonzalez. Picture. Yeah, the one with the worst picture for now. <laughs> It will say Payroll Guru on there, so there's a lot of Jeffrey Gonzalez's, but Payroll Guru, there's only one of us. Um, and uh, and or you can call me at 214-551-4650. And I'm Lindsay Klein with the Klein Honest, Accurate Bookkeeping, performed on time, and your host of Buy the Books. You can reach me at info at sakline.com, S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, have a great week, everyone. Buy the Books is presented by Sakline. Honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Sakline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit sakline.com or email info at sakline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Sakline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.